Hey everybody, welcome to Be You Only Better or BYOB Audio. This podcast was started to help listeners like you find a way to be your best self but not change who you are. We want you to be your best you while on a journey to a happier and more fulfilling life. Tune in to hear personal stories of how people face their fears and overcome their struggles to become a better version of themselves. Thank you for tuning in and hope you enjoy. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of BYOB Audio. Today I have an amazingly special guest. Uh, Today I have Jacqueline, who is a bulimia recovery coach who helps people break their habit of binging and purging through mindset change and rewiring their brains to live a life far beyond their eating disorder. She's also a fellow podcaster, so be sure to check out Binge Breakers. So without further ado, Jacqueline, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me on, Joshua. Yeah, absolutely. So um, go ahead and briefly, you know, tell us a little bit more about you and then especially, you know, kind of how you got started with your podcast. I mean, and what that's about. That'd be awesome if you could cover that for us. Yeah, so if I want to do it in a nutshell, uh, I used to struggle with bulimia and I'm sure we'll get more into that. But after I recovered from that and I kind of got my mindset straight and things like that. I have always wanted to be an entrepreneur. So I started this podcast, the Binge Breakers podcast. And I, before that, I had started coaching people on bulimia recovery. And there's just such a need for people that are struggling with this, especially when no one wants to talk about it. So that's why I started the podcast. And it's been great. And the podcast covers, you know, how I coach people. It covers tips on what you can do if you can't afford coaching or something like that. So if you're struggling with that, I highly recommend you check it out. Yeah, absolutely. And I know there are a lot of people who, you know, have this. So thank you for your service and thank you for, you know, helping people and making a difference, especially through tough times like this, you know, whenever things are just so stressful, I know it's super easy to just kind of give into those types of things, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. So as all of our listeners know, we always kick the show off with a unique shot of wisdom. So what do you have for us today? Um, so yeah, I was reading the questions and I thought about this, but I think the biggest thing that's helped me out is just my management and understanding that I'm in control of my thoughts. I used to live life thinking that whatever thought came into my head, it's just the truth. And, you know, you just, you're just a victim to those things. But, um, once I finally took control of how I thought and I stopped thinking so negatively about myself, um, I was able to really open up my world and do a lot of things that I never thought I could accomplish. So that's my biggest advice. Yeah, that is awesome. I love it. So, you know, part of what you were saying was that you speak to yourself negatively and usually that comes from, you know, deep, deep struggles from within. So with that said, you know, go ahead and take us to a time where, you know, you would consider was your biggest struggle and how you ultimately overcame it. Okay. So get ready. Yeah. yeah, So um, I think my biggest struggle was obviously with my eating disorder and I have this on my podcast, but I don't want to spend too long on it, but basically I was always really self-conscious about the way I looked Um, from a young age. I just cared way too much about it. And I don't exactly know why that is. I was never made fun of. I was never a bigger person, Um, but it just was something that I was pretty obsessed with. So eventually, once I graduated from high school, I had gained just a little bit of weight, which is pretty normal. And I didn't enjoy how my body looked as much anymore. So I set out the classic path of, 
you know, exercising and trying to lose weight and restrictively dieting. And this one went on for about four years. And it's funny, you know, my whole college experience was tainted with the idea that I needed to lose weight. And I was at most only a few pounds overweight. So, and it wasn't ever overweight to begin with when I started the journey. So it's really odd to look back and think, why was I, why did I care so much about that? But then um, eventually I traveled to Manchester. I got to study abroad there, time of my life. But then in between that time, I gained weight and I kind of forgot about my weight for a little bit, bit because I was having so much fun. And when I came home, I realized I was at my heaviest, which is 170, 171 pounds. And I'm 5'9", so it, that's just overweight from my body type, supposedly. And so I, at that point, the negative thoughts started to come in. I had never had really high self-esteem, but that's when it really started to settle in. And I started having quite abusive thoughts to myself about, you know, you're disgusting, you're awful, those sort of things. And they just weren't healthy and they were pretty bad. And so I kind of hated myself to a certain weight. And so I was not only restricting my calories to a crazy amount, I was eating like 800 calories a day, trying to lose weight, trying to get to 145. And then at one point I, uh, I just kind of broke and I binged on something. It was only like 500 calories, but I still binge. And I was so obsessed with the idea of not gaining weight again, that I didn't want to deal with the repercussions of that. And so I went to the bathroom, I purged, which for those of you guys that don't know, that's just throwing up. It can be different things for other people like exercise or something like that, but that's how I did that. And that was kind of how it started. And then I just went into probably about four years of binging, purging. I was hiding it from a lot of different people. No one knew for a long time. And I was very depressed and uh, all these different things. But eventually I did end up telling uh, my boyfriend that what was going on, I finally, you know, I just knew that I had to make a change in my life. And then I eventually stumbled across um, a life coaching podcast, which is now why I'm still a coach. But uh, sorry, I feel like I'm talking for a long time. That's why I'm kind of pausing. But, uh, <laughs> but eventually the first concept I came across was to not treat yourself like trash and I realized that's what I was doing. So from there, I started to build a more positive self-image of myself. I started to um, make choices that were better for me. And eventually I did recover. And so that was really the lowest point in my life was when I was, you know, I was treating myself horribly and everything around my life, not just my health was falling apart. Yeah. So yeah, I don't want you to feel like you're talking too much. I think everything that you're sharing is great. You know, um, sure. I just want you to know that this podcast is all about stories. So we'd love hearing okay. stories. So, I mean, please do continue to share, you know, whatever you would like. But um, in addition to that, you know, um, just kind of going back into that journey, into the times where it was just you know, really dark for you and you were really, you know, uh, taking it out on yourself, you know, mm -hmm. um, all those feelings and all of that, you know, I know it, it ultimately came um, to you know, like what you were saying, just purging, right? Mm -hmm. um, with that said, what were some other outlets for you? Um, or was it only like that? Um, yeah, so when at, at first, obviously, I grew up, I had other interests, I was an artist, I, you know, had career goals, all these things. But when I fell into that eating disorder, my whole life just became about what I weighed 
and what I ate. And uh, I could just, I, I, at one point I thought that most of my relationships would be fixed if I just lost weight, which is, you know, so not true. You know, if you don't have a personality, then it's not going to work out very well. So my main, it's just like drugs, my main outlet for a long time was just binging and purging and I couldn't wait to get home from work every day so that I could eat food, which is a horrible place to be in, you know? <laughs> Yeah, well, the reason I asked, you know, what other outlets that you had is because I know that people going through this type of struggle, they start to focus on just the one outlet, you know, rather than all the other things that they could potentially have going for them. And uh, so what would be your advice in terms of someone who's going through that going and feeling through um, this particular eating disorder, um, who is feeling that way? What is like the first step to do in order to kind of get out of that mindset? Absolutely. The, the first step is what I said in the beginning, it's to stop, start treating yourself with respect. I just made a pact with myself when I set out to finally recover that I was no longer going to beat myself up. I was going to stop. Um, every time when someone, especially with bulimia and I'm sure with other drugs like alcohol, things like that, it's very common that you say you're not going to do it, you say you're not going to do it, and then you do it and you feel horrible and you feel guilty and it's this vicious cycle. So one thing you can do that's going to help yourself out so much is if you do happen to slip up and you make a mistake and that mistake's binging and purging, move on from it. Acknowledge that it happened, move on, don't dwell on it, and pick yourself back up. Because the biggest thing in recovery is just to not give up. So, right. Yeah. So treat yourself with respect, treat yourself with kindness, have compassion for yourself. Yeah. yeah. So... I think um, a lot of times when it comes to self-image and, and self-talk, the way that you see yourself, the way that you talk to yourself, usually stems from an external force, not necessarily that you want to hurt yourself, but you want just kind of what you were saying, you know, your relationships, your life, everything like that will work out better if you weighed less. So mm -hmm. what can you speak to that in order to kind of change that particular mindset? Yeah, because it's, it's kind of like the self-fulfilling prophecy, right? If you think... So what a lot of people think when they're thinking negatively about themselves is that they think if they are just a little bit stricter with themselves, that then they'll push themselves to do this goal. Or if they're just a bit, if they're hard on themselves, then they won't do it again. But it's really the exact opposite. It's like when I give my dog treats to do something versus yelling at him, he's going to learn a lot faster with positive reinforcement. So if you acknowledge your success, if you reward yourself, and if you treat yourself kindly and you take care of yourself and you, and you respect yourself, which in turn creates that respect for yourself, or sorry, I'm not trying to phrase this. If you respect yourself, then you are going to want to take care of yourself, right? And so I think taking a look at your beliefs that you have right now, if you think you're a disgusting person, then you're going to try to behave that way, right? It's just, and if you think that you're worthless, which is a big thing that I told myself all the time, then what's the point? Like if you're worthless, then what's the point of even trying? So I suggest to people to come up with bridge thoughts because it's really hard to go from a negative place to a place where you're like, well, I'm just the most wonderful person on earth. That feels like lying to yourself, right? Especially if you're in a very negative space. So what you can do instead is try to find a thought that is believable to you, that's neutral and not damaging. So a lot of times people pick out thoughts of, it's possible for me to recover, or it is possible for me to have a life 
that's better than this, you know? And I am a human worthy of respect. That's another neutral thought you can think. Yeah. And then slowly be sure that you build better thoughts. Yeah. So one thing that we kind of said at the very beginning of the podcast was just how hard it is to one, admit it to yourself, you know, as one who's going through it, mm -hmm. but then how hard it is to admit to even other people. And a lot of people don't or try to disassociate themselves from giving this disorder a name, you know? Yeah. And so what would you say to someone um, in terms of they know they need help, but they don't know where to reach out or they don't know how to help themselves? Right. So you're at the first step is acknowledging it and stop making that thing that make stop making you having this problem mean something about you that's they attach so much emotion to it and all that it is is a habit and if you can recognize that all bulimia is is a habit then that makes you feel a lot better about it because it means that you can break it it doesn't mean that you're just destined to fulfill this prophecy and you're destined to be a horrible person for the rest of your life. So that's number one. And then to reach out for help, I think finding if you can't afford like therapy or a coach, then at least try to find someone in your life that you trust um, and just talk to them about it. Do not expect that person to give you advice, but when you talk to someone about it, it takes you outside of your head. And a lot of times when you are bulimic, what happens is you're carrying the secret around and you get really wrapped up inside your own mind. You constantly think that you're crazy and you start believing those thoughts and you start making up lies about what people are gonna think about you. And some people do handle it poorly, but I had all these weird things about telling my boyfriend, he is the most supportive person in my life very kind, very nice. But for some reason, I was convinced that if I told him he was going to be mad and he was going to call me a liar and he was going to be disgusted with me. And he never in his right mind would ever have that reaction. But it's because I thought those things about myself. So if you're in a mindset and like this and you're in an eating disorder, first recognize that it's probably you that's thinking of them, that those things about yourself and the people in your life aren't going to think that and they just want to help you. So find one person you trust, tell them in confidence and just say, hey, I need someone to vent to. And then you can take steps from there to maybe seek professional help and other things. Yeah, that was awesome. Thank you for sharing that, Jacqueline. I know yeah. that being vulnerable is, is a very, very difficult step. And I am so glad that, you know, we have you to be able to kind of speak to this because, you know, it's such a vulnerable thing to be going through, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And vulnerability, while it's hard, I don't come by it easy. The more you do it, the easier it gets and the more freeing it is. Carrying secrets around is uh, a burden that's not worth your mental energy. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So if I may, I would like to kind of reiterate one of the things that you said, and I think it's just so powerful, is that you said that, um, you know, who you are as a person, your personality, you know, your loving, caring, and, you know, very, a lot of other things, but you have a habit, you know, and this mm -hmm. habit is a bad habit, if you will, and dissociate those two, you know, a lot of people, I think just in all walks of life, in, in every aspect, we cling to something that we do, and we say that we're a bad person because of it, where, in fact, you're a good person who has a bad habit. So I wanted to kind of just uh, reemphasize that. And I mean, I just thought that was so powerful for you to say. 
Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, you get into black and white thinking or all or nothing thinking. And when you think about it, no one's bad or good. We all make mistakes. Um, but, and uh, it's an action that you're doing. It doesn't have anything to do with you. So I, I think it's important to recognize it's a habit. And I almost, in my recovery, once I got past the negative mindset, I still had the habit of binging and purging, but it, it was less frequent because I wasn't mentally abusing myself all the time. But then uh, the habit was still there. So I started looking at it as neutrally as possible. And I, I almost treated it like, oh, I just drank a Diet Coke again. <laughs> like, um, and then that really helped me to gain awareness around the habit and actually be curious about it. And then eventually led me to breaking the habit because I started to you know, not be numb to it anymore and understand it. Yeah. Awesome. So, you know, I think we're taking positive steps here. So, you know, I know that you already kind of briefly shared um, essentially, you know, that, that, that uh, big struggle for you and how you ultimately overcame it. And now you've just been essentially empowered to continue to help other people who were in that dark place. So tell us a little bit more about um, where, when you figured out that this was going to, this was your passion for that story around it. Yeah, so I have been out of recovery, if you will, for a year, and I had always, I've always had a passion for fitness. I love weightlifting, even in and out of my eating disorder, I did enjoy that. Uh, and I always kind of wanted some sort of career in health on the sidelines, even though like my background is in art. <laughs> but and then I fell into the coaching industry, like I said, in my recovery. So I was inspired by all these coaches that were changing the world and they changed my life. So then I was like, all right, that's what I want to do. I want to get in there somehow. And so eventually I was like, I'm just going to be a general life coach. That's, that's all I'm going to do. And then I had a coaching session with my coach and I was talking about niching. I'm like, do I really need a niche? That sort of stuff. And she's like, uh, I mean, do you have certain passions? And I was like, well, I did have this eating disorder and I guess I could coach on that. But, and she's like, that's an amazing journey that you went through. Why wouldn't you want to do that? And I realized I was still scared to tell people about it. Like I didn't want anyone to know still, even though I had recovered. And finally, once I like let go of, of the last bit of shame that I had for it, then I realized like, this is what I'm meant to do. And I went through the struggle for a reason. And now I'd love to help. I never want anyone else to feel the way I did. So that's why I'm doing what I'm doing now. Yeah. And I, and that's incredibly powerful. I mean, even to the point, whenever you're telling your story, you're still offering advice kind of like, as you tell the story, you know, <laughs> yeah. that's how you can always tell like, who's like a coach and who's empowered to like help other people not feel like those feelings. So I, I'd love that. Thank you. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So um, I think especially whenever you have, you know, maybe things that you're ashamed of, or you're going through hard times, I think it's incredibly important to just stay excited about something. So uh, what is one thing that has you most intoxicated about today? <laughs> um, oh, man, other than my podcast, uh, I'm just inspired through the journey of creating a business and helping other people, I guess. And I am meeting so many new people in the eating disorder community that I never knew existed and they're all sharing their own journeys but and, and even more than that i'm really excited by entrepreneurs like yourself like other people it's just inspiring to see people creating things i'm really passionate about the fact that everyone is creative 
and a lot of people don't take it advantage of their untapped like potential that they have in their own mind so that's why i love entrepreneurs i love seeing the things people are creating and passionate about people creating other things and that's why i'm loving this journal journey i don't know if that made a bunch of sense but <laughs> oh that's perfect absolutely yeah. so so one thing that um you know i think that is incredibly important to speak to is that you know you just said there's an eating disorder community and you know what is the top feeling that you feel whenever you're when you have an eating disorder is you feel alone right Mm -hmm. I think it's incredibly important to have a community who support and understand you, you know, because I think one of the biggest hurdles to reaching out and telling somebody is that you're like what you said, you're ashamed of what they might say or that they might get mad at you or, you know, anything. And, uh, but whenever there's a community and they know how to speak to you, I think that's incredibly important. I think that's something that you've essentially done the footwork on. So, you know, if, if you're in the audience and this is something that you struggle with, I mean, please do reach out to Jacqueline and her community and listen to her podcast. Cause I mean, she's offering, um, just tons of value day after day. And, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be absolutely amazing to be a part of. Yeah. I mean, they're, you, I mean, I'd love for you to follow me on Instagram. That'd be great. And my podcast, go ahead and give it a listen. But there, there are tons of people out there that are also offering advice, offering daily support. And you, and it, you can just find it for free on Instagram too, especially if you're not sure if it's in your budget or anything like that. And like, I like that you said it's important to surround yourself with people that are uplifting you. I was talking to one of my clients the other day and she we were, I was trying to figure out her hobbies other than binging and purging because we're trying to come up with other activities. And I found out she spends a lot of time on Instagram and she spends a lot of time on Instagram looking at people that maybe don't make her feel as good about her body or aren't offering things that are really uplifting. So like if you're surrounding your feed on Instagram with things that make you feel horrible, like clean up that feed and go find people that actually uplift you and make you happy. And there's a whole community out there that can do that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that is, that is so great. So um, since we're talking about the community, um, we'll, we'll definitely make sure that, um, you know, our audience knows how to reach you and to get access to that community in case they do have this, this eating, this eating disorder or know somebody that does. But um, now it is time for our sips of success. So these are going to be our little quick questions for our audience to learn a little bit more about you. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. I might, I might botch it up, but that's okay. <laughs> oh, no, you're going to be fine. So uh, who would you say is your biggest hero? Uh, Brett Castillo. So she, if you don't know her, she is a life coach and she has the podcast, The Life Coach School. And she's the, one of the first people to inspire me to understand that I'm capable and that I have the potential to do so much more than I ever could have imagined. And she's wildly successful, has an amazing podcast on mental management highly recommend you check her out very cool so what is your favorite way to de-stress um i really like walks and exercise so i was just taking a walk this morning before the call and it is so nice to just clear your head get fresh air especially if you're having a bad day i find that it's way harder for me to manage my mindset if i don't move and get my blood flowing each day awesome what was the best advice given to you that helped you through a tough time? Um, that's, I'm trying to think it through by repeating myself. I think, again, the fact that I don't have to believe everything that's in my head. 
and then I'm in control of what I'm thinking and I can just the, the negative thoughts like hey you're disgusting I can be like no we're not thinking that way anymore yeah yeah that is awesome I think that's important no matter what you know yeah so I think one of my clients said that this was really powerful for her but make it not an option to think that way or treat yourself that way anymore awesome so go ahead and share one of your personal habits that help you be your best self. Oh, um, scheduling. So I am not an organized person and uh, my mind will forget things like five minutes later. If it's not in my calendar, I don't do it. So I think a lot of people think calendar, calendaring and scheduling is kind of something that people that have no fun do, but that has helped me create more freedom in my life because if I schedule things, then I also schedule my free time. And then I don't have to be thinking constantly and worrying constantly about things getting done. Yeah, I was just to add to that, I was literally thinking the same thing. I mean, my mind constantly runs on all the things that I have to do. So just to be able to write them down, I'm like, oh, okay, the list isn't that bad, right? <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah, if you're ever feeling lots of overwhelm, write down every single thing that you need to do. And also, don't just write down, I need to go to the grocery, or let's say, let's put it more to an applicable thing. I need to finish this project. Don't just put the project name. Like, write down every little step that you need to do to complete that project. And if you even want to go real hard, like, but the time frame you think it's going to take to make it done. And then your mind will calm down a little bit because you're like, oh, okay, this is actually how long it's going to take me. Yeah, I'm so glad that you said that. You kind of just helped justify what I do. I mean, I literally have a board here and it's exactly systemized that way. So Project management, yeah. I know, yeah. It's so important. Right, okay. So last question. Okay. How do you define happiness and success? Um, so I have a really interesting concept on happiness. Maybe it's not that interesting, but happiness needs to come from you and you need to believe right now that you're successful and happy because it doesn't matter. Like your situations in life are always going to change it, and you could be living in a box tomorrow, like, which, you know, obviously I wouldn't want to do, but at the same time, you have to be happy right now, no matter what. Uh, and so when I was going through my eating disorder and everything, I kind of just accepted myself finally, no matter what weight I was at. Um, and it doesn't mean that I didn't I get to lose weight again, but it just is realizing that nothing external is going to make me happy and nothing outside of myself, no matter how much money I have in the bank or whatever way, that's not going to actually make me happy. It's all in your mind and creating that happiness for yourself. And then success, same thing. Like I, there's so many times we don't acknowledge ourselves, and there's so many things that you can be successful with right now. Um, it's all about how you look at it. You know, your definition of success is going to be completely different from my definition of success. But I think every day is success because you're living life, you're enjoying it. So yeah, that's how I think about that. Absolutely. Love the perspective there. So um, Jacqueline, we have now reached last call. And okay. what that means is that, um, you know, now's a good time for you to, you know, end our podcast here uh, with a parting piece of guidance for our listeners and then go ahead and finish with the best way to connect with you. Sure. Um, parting piece of guidance. I think it's to not give up on yourself, which sounds cliche, but a lot of people when they're trying to reach a goal, it doesn't matter if it's, um, you know, trying to stop binging and purging or it's trying to make a million dollars. Like the only reason you don't reach your goal is because you give up. And it's the how to reach that goal is going to change. You're going to slip up. You're going to make mistakes. Expect those mistakes. 
stop using them as a reason to torture yourself and start learning from them and just keep on going. Like, there's no reason to give up on yourself. So that's a huge piece of advice that got me through a lot. So, and gets me through, gets my clients through a lot too. So that's what I'd offer for advice. And then I guess the best way to find me, go check out my podcast, obviously. It's Binge Breakers and it's about overcoming bulimia. And then you can check out my Instagram, that's Binge Breakers as well. And on there, I share a lot of daily support, inspirational quotes. I'm one of those people that are trying to uplift you when you see my posts. And then I, oh, forgot. I'm hosting a webinar. <laughs> right. I'm hosting a webinar July 22nd. So it's coming up soon. It's on basically how not to binge and purge, but it's also about how to feel your emotions and those urges and not act on them. There's an art to, instead of resisting it, you let it come in, let the urge come in and you don't act on it. So that's what that webinar is going to be about. You can find out more through my website. Awesome. Can you go ahead and say your website for us one more time? Yeah, it's just www.bingebreakers.com. Perfect. Mm-hmm. All righty. Well, Jacqueline, this has been absolutely amazing. Um, it has been so great to get to know you, to hear your words of wisdom, and ultimately to know that you know you sharing your story can potentially help and serve someone who's going through this. And you know, I pray that you know you are continuing to be successful in helping make the world a better place. So I really appreciate your time, energy, and all of that. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. This has been fun. It's it's hard to, to share your story, you know, but I appreciate the opportunity. I hope it helps someone. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of BYOB Audio. We hope you found something valuable from the story shared today. We would love the chance to connect with you, BYOB listeners, so please check out our new Facebook page. That's facebook.com slash BYOB audio for the latest episodes and extras. See you next time, but here's to you on your journey to a happier and more fulfilling life. Cheers!